everyone, and welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Austin. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello, hello, hello. It's been a week. We're back. We're going to talk about video games and not spend any money, because that is... We just have to stay strong, Jocelyn. See, I know I'm going to spend some money, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the news, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to spend like $10, and it's $10 that I am going to encourage everyone listening to the sound of my voice to also spend. Oh, a recommendation. Well, yes, and also a game that I need a lot of friends to play with me. Oh, a selfish recommendation. Yes. No, no, it's not selfish. There's a different word for it. It's a, it's a, I don't know. It's, it's it's not selfish. Yeah, like a, a weighted recommendation. Yes, a, a thank recommendation you. with uh with yes, um of ulterior motive. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say something different and I realized I no no I'm not gonna say that. It's like you you just want people to play with, so it's a it's a recommendation <laughs> where everybody wins. And they are very, very cheap games. So for mm-hmm. under ten dollars you'll get multiple games to play with yeah. me and it's gonna be super fun. But tune in later in the show, so you have exactly. to stick around. <laughs> ah, I see. You went to marketing one on one today. <laughs> but yes, before we get to the Steam sale, um we uh, really, really quickly I wanted to talk again about Jurassic World Evolution because I feel like when I talked about it last week, I was uh maybe not necessarily unfair, but possibly slightly quick to judge. Only because um, after the show, I went back and played another like five or six hours of it that evening. And I realized uh, like there are still a lot of like janky placement mechanics and stuff. But uh, one of my complaints was that it wasn't necessarily difficult enough. Hmm. And I think that's because in the first park that I went, like the first island I went to, and as far as I'd gotten on the second island, I hadn't tried to get five stars on the island. So I had kind of like completed the main quest stuff, unlocked the next island and then moved on. And there doesn't seem to be too much of an incentive to build up your money or to get five stars on an island past, you know, just straight up kind of completionist. Um, Because for some reason, and this is something I find very, very odd, but like the money that you earn on one island doesn't like carry forward to the next island. So I found that to be kind of weird because I was like, I could try to get my second island, like um, amass a whole bunch of cash and then have a a better time going into the next island. But it's it doesn't progress like that. So anyways, um, I was working on my second island. I had one last quest to finish and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to try to get five stars because I'd been talking to Josh and Josh was like, yeah, I got five stars on, you know, both my or like each of my islands before moving forward. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to give that a shot because maybe that's the part of the game I'm missing. And once I tried to get my island to five stars, that's where the difficulty kind of ramped up because you need to have a much higher population of dinosaurs and you have to have more variety, which means you have to have more carnivores. You start to run out of space. Um, so there's like, you start to really have to manage a whole bunch of different things and the carnivores are really hard to keep happy. And then obviously when they break out, they're the hardest thing to manage. Mm -hmm. So my raptors are breaking out like every three minutes and I would just get them calm back down and back in the pen. And then I'd get like a minute to do something and then they'd be back trying to break out again. So the difficulty definitely ramped up as I tried to essentially make the perfect park. 
So if that's kind of what you're looking for, that extra level of difficulty on especially the earlier islands, then that's kind of what you have to do is is aim for a five star park as you're completing your contracts. So that's all I kind of want to me- wanted to mention like really, really quickly that I did, like I said, sink another five or six hours into it. So it's definitely like an addictive kind of gameplay loop after I gave it a little bit more time and kind of found the difficulty level I was looking for. So if that's your experience, if you played like I did and just tried to kind of like finish the contracts and move on to the next island, maybe try to get those five stars and then um, kind of go from there because it did ramp up the difficulty pretty quickly. So I, I did find like I warmed to the game over time, but I think that that's um, a little bit of a problem. And I think Vampire, which is the game we're going to talk about a lot today, has a lot of that same problem is that like I picked it up and put it down probably four or five times over the course of the kind of couple of weeks leading up to when this week when I actually got some time to sit down and play it. Um, And because it for a game that has such a cool concept, it took a real long time to hook me. And even then it's it's got some problems. So Hmm. uh, we're going to spend most of our time today talking about Vampire. And we should say right off the bat, that um, both Ryan and I did get uh, codes for Vampire. So uh, this is something that was given to us by the company. So they're review copies. They aren't, uh, we didn't go and spend our own money on this. So <laughs> just disclaimer, <laughs> although good. it's not like it's going to make me bite my tongue in any way, shape or form. <laughs> no, no, no. But still good for you guys to know. Transparency mm-hmm. and all. Yes, it is a thing that we aim to do uh, at the end. <laughs> I was agreeing in a long-formed manner. Let's talk yeah. about Vampire because I have been playing this game for the last three weeks. Not only did we get uh, codes, we got them we got them early, so we had a little extra time uh, with them, uh, with the game. That being said, it was very busy leading up to the release and then after the release, and, and now we're here. So yes. I have stretched out my time uh, over the last three weeks uh, because due to just lack of just time to play video games so i've been pecking away at it i've you know i've thrown some tweets out there i've streamed some gameplay so i but i think you and i are at a point in our own you know time uh with this game where we've i think we've experienced enough to form uh, you know an initial opinion if i don't know of a, i can't say i'm not final yet i'm i'm gonna try to keep going but um yeah i'm interested to, to hear what you thought because this was one of your most anticipated titles of of 20 2018 right so well this has been my most anticipated title for 2016 2017 and then 2018 because of all the delays that happened with this game is it was very much like it just it kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and uh so i was really looking forward to it because like i mentioned it has a really really interesting setting it's like uh it's during the great war it's in london there's vampires obviously and Mm -hmm. the premise of the game basically is that you are a doctor who's been turned into a vampire and you have to try to reconcile your need for blood with your need to kind of like fulfill your, I guess, what is it, the Hippocratic Oath, the do no harm doctor thing? Yeah, the Hippocratic Oath. And, and also there's some interesting layers there as to being a doctor. You're, you're a, a famous uh, blood transfusion doctor from World War One. I. I, I believe the game takes place. It takes place in London. It's either after World War One or shortly, shortly it's very after. Near the end of World War One. Yeah, near the end. Like he's back from the front, 
and he's come home to I honestly can't remember. I think he was coming home to visit his sick mother and and shit goes down, turns into a vampire and and shit continues to go down. Uh and the the beginning is actually quite quite hilarious in that it's it fumbles a bit at the beginning to kind of start the story off it, it, in in my experience because it's like you get bitten, it's a mystery who bites you but you turn into a vampire and then you and we're doing spoilers, right? Like this is the first 20 minutes, right? Yes. Yeah. So you're stumbling yeah, I'm along. Gonna, I'm going to try to keep this relatively spoiler free um, in terms of okay. like location things, kind of major story points. But I feel like I'm going to talk about it in a way that if you're playing the game, you'll probably know who and what I'm talking about. But I feel like the strength of Vampire is its narrative. So I mm-hmm. don't necessarily want to spoil too much of it. Uh, okay. Well, Does I that won't. Make sense? It makes perfect sense because I agree. The strongest part of this game is certainly the narrative. And I know in Discord, uh, one of the players, uh, Babylon Redeemer, I think, is playing it. And he, he had finished it and he had said, like, it shouldn't be a surprise that the strongest portion is the narrative because of the fact that this was a game made by the devs behind Life is Strange. And, you know, that's not to say everything around it is, is bad. It's just it is the strongest part or the is the narrative and the narrative gameplay aspects because there's a lot around the narrative and and sort of the mechanics that i really dug um as you get further mm. into the game we'll um, have to talk about that for sure then because yeah. uh yeah anyways but going back to your point first sure. 20 minutes i feel like our fair game for spoilers i feel like sure. getting him to the hospital is all fair game when it comes to spoilers because that happens so early on it, it does and it's just not a very good start to the game because it feels kind of fumbled as they try to get you from point a you're not a vampire to point b you're a vampire to point z the whole gameplay the whole story arc is set up so like at the beginning you're not a vampire you get bitten some stuff happens and you're now a vampire and you're trying to get away you're introduced to the to the antagonists which are the vampire hunters this cult the something of guard of pruin or something mm-hmm. and you're running away and then you get uh you just stumble onto the street and you start talking to people and you start investigating but it's it's really weird like this guy just shows up he's got blood all over his shirt and he's just talking to people and no one seems people are like you know a little apprehensive but they're yeah still willing to kind of open their hearts Converse normally with the with the crazy man covered in blood yeah i yeah. found the same thing i was like I don't even attempt, even though I am like right next to a canal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't even attempt to wash the blood off my face, even. <laughs> no, and 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 you you end up going, you you end up uh, getting to a point where you're introduced to what is going to be your major uh, partner for the rest of the game, or a story partner, the guy you the guy you confide in, who 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 mm-hmm. ends up knowing more about the vampire cult than you anticipated. And uh, it's just really awkward. Like, you stumble upon him. He doesn't do anything. He, he kind of shines a cross at you, but he doesn't really, like, doesn't really see you as a bad person. Um, but, yeah, it was just, uh, it was really weird. But then once you get to the hospital and, and they kind of set that up, it, it, feels, it feels pretty good. I don't know. I felt after, after you get to the hospital, the, the narrative setup is, is okay. Yeah, it almost felt like they tried to introduce all of the narrative mechanics to you all at once with your like senses of how you can like track people with the blood thing. And then um, like some mechanics of combat and then the mechanic of the hideout and then the mechanic of the like narrative talking to people, investigating stuff um, 
all of that, it's like they tried to pile it into the first 20 minutes before you actually make it to the hospital and accept your job offer. And it is, it's very jarring because I found like, so I stopped playing after that first like 20 minutes, half an hour. So like after you've done that first initial thing and you meet the guy and he takes you to the hospital, I stopped playing. And then, so then when I came back, because everything had been introduced to me in that first chunk of gameplay, I didn't remember how to do anything because <laughs> mm. they had thrown it all at me at once. So then I was like, oh, wait, what am I trying to do here? Who am I trying to talk to? How do I even do any of the buttons? Like, what does any of this mean? So then it was like, anytime I was confronted with something, it's like I just had to fail eight or ten times before I actually remembered how to, like, do stuff. Yeah. Um, so, I mean... Good that they show you, because I mean, one of the, um, I, I struggle to, to call anything a strength in this game, and it's not necessarily that I don't like the game, because like I said, I think the narrative is the biggest positive to this game, and it is interesting and compelling enough that it's keeping me playing in spite of everything else, mm -hmm. but I'm like... I totally forgot what I was going to say. Oh, right. I was struggling to find, uh, to call anything necessarily a strength in this game. Um, I mean, it just, it, yeah, it's a strength. The narrative is strength in comparison to the other stuff, just not quite, you know, living up to, to my expectations when it comes to a third person action game. And I think the narrative is so strong because it's, it, again, it's World War One. It's, it's noir London sort of vampires. It's vampires done in a way that we haven't, you know, seen that i haven't seen or enjoyed in forever like i i don't think yeah, and i'm a vampire I, person but i i am a vampire person i really enjoy vampire stories um twilight notwithstanding but um generally i enjoy vampire stories and what i find so interesting about this particular vampire story is that it's not just like there's a lot of vampire stories that have um like a hierarchy like there's kind of like poor down on their luck type vampires. And then there's like an upper crust of vampires who've been alive forever and who have amassed a ton of wealth and everything else. And there's some aspect of this here, but there also are different species of immortals and not just in a like vampire werewolf banshee type thing that normally is the, is kind of the trifecta. It's very mm -hmm. much like there are different species and types of blood-sucking immortals like different types of vampires so mm -hmm. it uh it adds another interesting level to the narrative that i found really interesting but uh but yeah in terms of the actual combat itself i think that's the part of the game that i found and find the most frustrating about like over anything mm -hmm. it's like really Dark Souls type Bloodborne combat in that like just don't get hit mm -hmm. but then it doesn't seem to have kind of the it's it's very clunky it's very hard to maneuver and in a in a combat situation where you're trying your best not to get hit and you're trying to kind of maneuver if your movements are clunky then that makes the combat that much worse. And I mean, as everyone listening to the sound of my voice knows, I'm not a huge fan of just don't get hit combat anyways. I don't like Dark Souls and Bloodborne for exactly those reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like Vampyr is even 
worse because at least in Dark Souls, the movement is good, is well done, is smooth-ish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. where I find like in Vampire, like it's super clunky, like running into invisible walls, like accidentally bumping into stuff and destroying the environments and like by not even being close to it in some cases. And it's just like, I don't know. I found it like really, especially when it comes to like maneuvering like cameras and stuff, it was just, it's a mess to me. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I, I agree. The combat I've tweeted on occasion. And, and also as I was playing, like I've rage quit the game because the combat is just so bad. Like it's just, it's bad combat in that you're right. Like it's don't get hit combat. But don't hit get, get hit combat only works when you have a strong system in place to make sure that you have the tools necessary not to get hit. There's a dodge mechanic, but mm-hmm. it's unwieldy and it sends you in off directions. And then if you hit it at the wrong time and the animation of the enemy is still going forward, it's going to clip you. And when you get clipped, depending on how you're playing, if you're playing like me where you're not taking out any c- citizens... You know, you're not gaining any blood XP by draining the blood of... And this is a, this is a good point to make in that mm. the game re, the game doesn't have difficulty settings. The difficulty right. is set by how many citizens you kill to, to absorb blood, which is XP that you then pour into um, different talent. talents Yeah, at, at the end of each night. And, and we'll talk about that as well because there's mechanics there. But yeah, yeah, if you're not killing citizens like myself, even some citizens that they clearly set up to be like easy kills, it's like you should hate this person so you shouldn't feel bad killing. There's there's one person at the hospital that you meet right away that you save that is sort of the tutorial for killing citizens. He's a real douche nozzle. Not a good oh, guy. You saved him? I oh, did. Oh, I totally killed him. See, that's the thing is like there's an achievement for going through without killing any citizens and i'm like hey you know what and i heard that if you kill citizens you miss out on story but i i'm pretty sure that this guy is there because there is no story to him he's just always a bad guy and he's always going to hang around he's always going to harass the nurses and he's just a bad person um but i don't know i feel like i've gotten this far anyways it's like that's how you set the difficulty by not killing citizens to be honest the person that you're talking about i didn't even realize that he was going to be like on my citizen list because you're right he is very much presented to you as the tutorial for how to kill citizens to the point that it's like okay push this button to mesmerize him lead him into the shadows like murder him now and i'm like okay i'm learning things and that so it's like i didn't even kind of realize that it was a choice to spare him because i thought this was the you know like how you do vampire things how you suck blood this is the tutorial i need to complete this and yeah so then later on when it kind of introduces you to like the citizen screen and you go in and look it's like oh he's dead yeah there's a big x over him like you embraced this person i was like oops yeah but it doesn't it's not a it's not a system impact anything no i mean it would if that character had a story to tell and maybe he does i but i I can tell you right now that that character i haven't encountered anything but him just whining and complaining he's actually dead weight uh literally even his even the people who he works for have replaced him um but but if you don't kill citizens, the game is in na- is naturally harder because you're lower level. And I'm now in Act Four, and there is a boss battle at the end of Act Three that 
is a make it or break it for this game. It, it is it is very difficult. It's very long. It's very cheap. And the longer you play this game without killing citizens, the more levels you're behind. And now in Act 4, I'm like facing enemies that are 10 levels higher. Therefore, they're killing me in one and a half shots. So yeah. if, the, if it adds up to if you don't dodge within the mechanics of the game and you get hit, you're going to die. And the the save system, you know, the restart system, for me at least, whenever I die, seems to understand that, oh, yeah, you died, so we're going to put you right at the edge of this encounter um, and put you back into the game. And that's nice, but it's also a burden in that you're you're encouraging me to just bash my head against this wall. So eventually I just like, okay, I'm not... I'm not continuing to do this. I'm I'm going to walk away and go do some side quests. But even the side quests, they just don't reward enough blood XP. You're sitting there and you're just trying to grind this stuff and you're gaining a couple levels. It's des- you're designed not to match the levels because I find once you match the levels, you just a couple swipes and the guy's dead. You know. Yeah. Um. So it's no, very I out of whack. Agree. Like it, it is like the and. This is one of the things that I really didn't like about the game necessarily. And I think it's designed in order to make um, the decision around whether or not you should kill him. Because they make really compelling characters. Like the narrative is very, very interesting. And I think that this is part of the reason why it's like it should be hard. It's like there's a very big reward for not killing people, but there's also a very big reward for killing people. So the reward for not killing them is the story. The reward for killing them is the XP and your ability to actually keep up in boss battles. So it is this, like, you really have to make a choice, but the game is so difficult if you choose not to kill citizens. So the uh, tutorial guy, we'll call him, Mm -hmm. um, he's the only one that I've actually, like, fed on at this point in the story. And I'm almost done act three so i haven't made it to the boss battle that ryan is talking about Mm -hmm. um i still have i think one more storyline to go before i hit that or before i hit the end of the chapter anyways according to the walkthrough that i looked at quickly to figure out where exactly in the story that i was thrall i don't have time for this right now go bug met (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so um i haven't quite made it there but the the kind of like i guess mini boss battle that i just had was uh he was nine levels ahead of me oh my! and uh and it took me 20 to 25 minutes to defeat him and it was literally just like dodge 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 oh okay he's done all his abilities i can get one hit in dodge 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 which to me is super super boring combat it's yeah the combat when you're overpowered the combat is really fun because you're you're whipping around you're using your vampire powers and you're you're doing some cool stuff Well, that's the other thing i can't even use because the the level and this is the the big problem with this type of gameplay is that like because the level discrepancy is getting to be so large the only cool ability i can even use is the basically heal myself ability so Mm. i have the heal myself ability so that when i do get hit then you know i can fix it and continue to dodge, 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 and then get one little poke in. Um, so I don't even get to see all the super cool vampire abilities that I might potentially have unlocked. So I'm only pumping the little experience that I get into increasing my health, increasing my stamina, and um, 
the and increasing the effectiveness of my heal myself ability. So I'm not even unlocking new. I don't even have an ultimate yet. I haven't done any of that kind of stuff because I'm just like, I don't want to put points there because I'm so far behind. I need to just survive. So the combat just becomes dodge and mm. heal, dodge and heal, dodge and heal, poke, dodge and heal, dodge and heal, dodge and heal, poke. And it's it's just excruciatingly bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you can reset for free. I would recommend getting other powers. Uh, I was playing around and I reset for free to kind of see what I could what I could go with. And um, I had a better time once I went with uh, with the blood lance, like the, the throwing of mm. the blood spear, as well as there's a shield ability that seems to help yeah, out a bit. Yeah, I do. So, yeah, I have the shield ability. I have the heal myself ability, I have the stun ability, and one other that I can't remember off the top of my head right now. But um, uh, I find that using any of those consumes too much of my blood pool, and then because I'm so far behind, I can't stun them when they're that much higher than me, so then I can't replenish my blood pool. So blood in this game is basically mana. It's yeah. the the part of the game that fuels your abilities. So in order to keep healing myself, basically, I need to make sure that I'm not using anything else. Have you been upgrading your weapons at all? Yeah, I did. I upgraded my weapon and I chose the anytime I hit with the weapon that it replenishes my blood pool. And mm. so that's the way that I've been able to, again, like dodge and heal, dodge and heal, poke, replenishes my blood and then dodge, heal, dodge, heal, dodge, heal, poke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so uh, I, I it's think... It's probably the most defensive form of combat I sure. could have chosen, but it makes it so, like, um, when we were talking before the show, I mentioned, and even just now, I mentioned the, the battle that I just did with the guy that was eight levels ahead of me. Like, it took me 20 to 25 minutes, but I did it in one shot. It was just a really, really boring <laughs> piece of combat. <laughs> now, if you had died, would you have stop playing the game absolutely okay because this is another this is another part um that we haven't mentioned yet is that there is a mechanic where you sometimes walk through doorways and there's really no way to tell when it's going to happen when it's not going to happen hmm. but you kind of like cross a threshold and sometimes it's a door sometimes it's not even a door sometimes it's just progressing so far into a room um, and sometimes it's not even the room where the like quest marker is because you do get quest markers on your map, but it will throw you into a cinematic and there's plenty of games that do this, but I find that Vampyr really forces the boss battles and forces the combat on you to the point that if you even get remotely close to a place where you might have an encounter, then it's like, oh, clearly you would like an encounter now. I'm going to pull you in. And then so like this big boss battle that I did right before the show, it's like I wasn't even on the same floor as this boss. I was just like I came around a corner and then it was like there's this bridge and there's a room below it with water in it. You're in the sewers mm -hmm. and it makes you walk out onto the bridge and jump down. And I'm like, had I seen this? I would not have jumped down because I would have been like, oh, this is a boss battle that I'm probably not ready for. And also I need to go do the show soon. So hmm. and uh, yeah, so I, I find it takes when it comes to the boss battles, it really takes the decision away from you. And it probably it pulls you in a lot sooner than I feel like it should to the point that you don't feel like you're being told to explore, 
but then punished for exploring. <laughs> yeah, the game uh the game doesn't have a lot of choice in the game in the gameplay as or in the combat and the the story as I would have hoped. Mm. I mean, I do want to talk about what I really liked about the game as well because there were oh, aspects sure. that that We're ca- definitely kept me gonna going. Get there. Yeah, no, I know, I but feel uh, like the, a lot of what frustrated me about Vampire, and I, I feel like for me with this game, it's kind of a, it's a meh. It's a, it's another one like Jurassic World. It's a wait mm. for a sale. It's a, it has a lot of issues. But I feel like the, the base narrative, the base story, is one that is compelling enough to make me want to keep playing through all these problems. And like you're, you're totally right about, you know, like just how it, it's worth seeing what they have to tell but there's so many things that feels like you're bashing your head up against it when you're playing this game mm-hmm. and a lot of it i feel like is almost like just underlying mechanics like it almost sounds kind of nitpicky when i'm saying it out loud like oh it pulls me into boss battles too early or blah 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 like it feels like a whole bunch of little things but all of the little things just really add up in the end. Yeah, the, the and, pacing is weird. Yeah, yeah, Ugh, the, yeah. The, the the level design pacing where you're running into enemies that are stronger than you without realizing it. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of investigating, but it ultimately leads you to a, a level where you're just fighting dudes. And mm-hmm. and a game where where its strength is in story. I feel like there haven't been there hasn't been an instance where I've been able to solve a problem with dialogue, you know, uh, in, yeah, in a way are, that I felt satisfied, you know, there doesn't seem to be any difference in, and this is kind of my problem with the, with the narrative, with the story mechanics is that there doesn't seem to be any difference in like, regardless of what I choose in terms of dialogue, hmm. like I can choose to, um, basically just work my way and this is what i've been doing with every single person is just kind of working my way around the dialogue wheel asking every single question getting every single answer and then every once in a while it'll pop up with a with the vampire logo the y yeah and there's three different options and it's basically like be a real wuss about things be kind of neutral and then be an asshole (laughs) And those are kind of like, and I just, I kind of pick upper left, which tends to be like neutral and logical every single time with like one or two exceptions. And I really don't feel like there's some times where even I've made a dialogue choice and the way the person responds to me, it's almost like they have the same dialogue regardless of which choice I make, like where it uses some of the words from the choice I didn't choose, you know, because I feel like some of them are just so similar and there is no kind of like, there's no relationship locks when it comes to conversation choices. There's no um, like, Oh, well, because you were a jerk, I'm not going to talk to you now. There's no mechanics like that whatsoever. All Hmm. there is, is like, did you click on all the available conversation choices to you if you did, you've probably unlocked some hints and that'll unlock different um, narrative options with other characters. So you're going to get more information if you take the time to sit there and push the button through all the different dialogue options. But I have yet to find a story change based on how I've act, acted in one of those like why decision moments. There there hasn't been a story change, but I have noticed like what I've noticed is when, I, when the why choice pops up, um, 
which I guess we figured out why they called it vampire with a Y. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, it seems to be the only reason that they every every other time they mention vampires, it's spelt the way you and I both know it is spelt, except for the Y. And the only time it shows up is the autosave and the dialogue choice. But with the dialogue choices, I have failed a hint. And when you fail a hint, that locks a bit of blood XP that that character normally would have built up. So that's how you build up these story characters. Fail a hint. How do you fail a hint? Well, uh, my understanding, because it's happened to me a couple times when you're right, like when you're talking to someone and I think I did this, uh, you know, on stream while I was playing and I'd, I'd read what they said or hear what they said. And I'm like, okay, I better respond. And I choose what I feel like my, the way I'm playing, you know, Jonathan I, I answer it and it says hint failed. Be the hint failed oh. because I chose the wrong dialogue choice. Now I was like, oh, well, I wasn't going to eat you anyways. So I walked away. Um, but <laughs> it fails the hint. And those hints, I, I don't really know if those hints lead to stories or investigations. I haven't I haven't really connected the dots on those, but I know the hints are directly related to how much blood XP you can get from that character by building up those hints. So when you right. fail a hint, you miss out on a just a dialogue, just a, a, a an exchange of dialogue and that blood so XP. I have never, I guess I've never failed a hint mm. <laughs> from, from what you just, because I've never seen that message before. So okay. I guess if you just always just always choose upper left, Ryan, and then sure. you'll never fail a hint. That sounds um, like fun. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, so the only time that mechanic would ever come into use would then be if you're choosing to eat citizens. Yes. Because that that's how the hints work, is that the more unlocked hints that you have about a person, then the higher the XP is that you get if you choose to eat them. From what but I've experienced... If you're playing like Ryan and I, then that's literally never going to come into be. So, like, I shouldn't even bother talking to people now because I'm never <laughs> going to eat them. So, unless you enjoy the character, the, the, the side quests I've found are usually not locked behind hints. The side quests are just just dialogue options. Yeah, and and really, you know, I'm at I'm at a point in the game where you know I instead of progressing the story I had to go grind for a couple hours and complete some side quests and that and the side quests are serviceable uh but they're not and there there are a couple that are interesting but some of them just they're just side quests but like that it's hard to fault this game for side quests when there are a lot of games out there that just have bad side quests um but but yeah it is a fault of the game just uh, the side quest didn't really you know hook me it's the main quests that are really interesting and i'm almost inclined to look at a guide that says like here are the people you can feel safe building up blood xp and killing them because they're just a terrible characters just bad people and b their storylines amount to pretty much bupkis you know right i'm and and you know i, I think i'm at that point because i think i want to finish the game i want to see where the story goes because they've they've layered I enough mystery same. you know but I, I, I did the boss battle at end of Act 3, and honestly, I'll be really interested to hear your thoughts on that. Like, as soon as you do it, I, I, I want you to text me your feelings, because okay. <laughs> that boss battle is, it, it, it's one-shot kills, it's a very, a very strong enemy, area of effect, blind spot attacks. So there's area of effect that spawn around you, so you're having to dodge a lot. The boss heals... 
if you do so- if you don't do something that you wouldn't be doing in our playthrough. So mm-hmm. that's also something. It's just it was the prime example of of what's wrong with this game and it's putting combat before narrative and the character who you're fighting feels like someone you could have talked off the ledge or at least talked off enough where it wouldn't have been so difficult to fight them but no there's no option you just have to fight this person and the only option you have is to sacrifice the way you're playing the game to make it a little bit easier not mm-hmm. not even that and it, i was so frustrated i did it like 10 or 15 times over the course of two or three sessions and finally i beat it and it was that moment i know where dark souls players are like yes i did it but i was just like I was like, okay, I have to keep going to see where the story goes. And the story has been interesting. It's It starts to get into areas that hadn't been explored before but were hinted at. And I really dug that. And you, you got to hang around more closely with a, with a character that I, I've really liked, uh, Lady, Lady Ashbury. You know, she's yeah. really interesting and she's got a lot of history to her. So that was really cool. Uh, you get to go to a new part of town. So again, it just... You, it keeps you going, well, yeah, but then you hit that wall. Every chapter sends you to a new part of town, right? So. And they're all really cool and very different. You know, yes. I I really like like different. They all look like some form of a dilapidated London in 1914, but they're different in a sense that they're like different classes living there, different situations. Uh, it's 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 neat in that aspect. They spent a lot mm-hmm. of time building those up, but when you crescendo an act with a boss battle, that makes you want to stop playing uh it's not good (laughs) so what level do you remember what level you were when you were going through act three because i feel like Hmm. i've been in order to get xp because you do get a little bit of xp when you kill like the um random guard dudes in the alleys and stuff like you do get a little bit of xp there so that's what i'd been doing is i had been basically like wandering down streets i wasn't supposed to go down for any specific reason and just like killing random respawning ads um, in order to, to level up. So fun. no, Oh God, no, it's not fun at all. It's super grindy and really annoying. But, mm. um, do you remember what level you were when you got to the end of act three? Um, uh, I was no. 10 and fighting the fight that I just did was against a level 18. So there was that eight level difference there. Uh, and so my, she was other 20, big the boss was 22, I think. And I might've okay. been 15 or 17, Mm-hmm. The the guide I watched, because I had to pull up a guide. I was just so yeah. done. And the guide was, uh, that person was level 17. So about a five level difference. That seems to be the difficulty level if you're doing side quests. And as you do side quests, you're killing ads and gaining blood XP and resting. You don't lose blood when you die. So that's also a bonus. Um, and there are plenty of hideouts around. But but there is a mechanic that punishes you for for resting, resting. every night. And, and, yeah. and that's a little frustrating. But then that leads yeah, to more so blood that- XP. But... I found that super frustrating because mm. I didn't even realize there was like, I can't even remember why I tried. Oh, I think there was like one of the side quests from the hospital sent me back to the docks and mm. I found it very, very early on. I was like level four. So I tried to go back to the docks and the docks is the area of act three. I didn't realize this at the time. So I went across and tried to get into the docks and I was fighting against people who were level 13 and 14. And I was just like, they would look at me and I would die. And I was like, wow, this is really frustrating. So clearly I'm going the wrong way. But I had gone far enough into that area to trigger a quest 
And then I was like, well, there's nothing I can do here. And it popped up on my screen and it was like, save the claustrophobic dude from the guys. He might not live the night or something. And I was like, there's nothing I can do for this guy right now. I need to run away. I need to leave. So I went back to the hospital, did a couple of things at the hospital and then got the message saying, oh, you can level up now. Go and rest. So I went and rested. I lost three people in the docks because they died. They died. They're gone. I can never see them huh. because I chose to rest that night. But resting is the only way that you can level up. So I would have had to complete that dock quest that was meant for somebody between level 10 and 15 when I was level three. I would have had to complete that quest at level three somehow in order to not lose those characters. I was just like, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, so you so yeah, there is so there is a mechanic where you're a doctor and you can you can craft medicine and early in the game it's like, oh, this person is tired. A couple people are tired. The hospital is very contained, so everyone's all in that one central area. So if you're doing your rounds, it was kind of cool at the beginning. It's like, oh, I'm a doctor, and I'm going to give you your medicine, and yet I got some XP. And 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 that that was interesting because it encouraged you to go and talk to new characters. But then once you realize that it's not like Mass Effect, there's no rotating dialogue, there's no new dialogue with some characters, and once you've unlocked all the hints, you've experienced everything about that character except for. Um, act updates so you can ask about how do you feel about this how do you feel about that but it's one new entry and they give you that dialogue and 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 that's it it, it doesn't really do anything for the story but the, it was interesting in the beginning with the rounds because you go you give them medicine and if you hadn't given them medicine before you got a cool piece of dialogue and but i was like oh if i give this medicine to this person who's just an asshole maybe they'll actually treat me better but no like i've i've given fatigue medicine to that that bugger who you killed uh, you know in the alley <laughs> tutorial guy <laughs> like yeah tutorial death guy i give i've given him fatigue medicine like 6 times and every time he's just he's he accuses me of doing it for ulterior motives it's like i could kill you right now and get this glorious like pool of xp XP that i sorely need (laughs) you know and and um yeah i might even google to see like i had a character die through story reasons i didn't i didn't bite her but i chose something and (gasps) she went insane was it in act two yes i did the same thing and that was something i found i was so frustrated when that happened that i almost stopped playing because the way that they word that thing um, basically you're given a choice between like killing her, yeah. forcing her out of the hospital or just letting her keep her. doing yeah. Oh, charming her. Oh yeah. Yeah. Charming her. And, uh, so I chose the option because I was like, we're short staffed at the hospital, so I can't make her resign. I don't want to kill her because that would also take her out of the hospital. So I chose option three <laughs> and that made her go insane and become yeah. a level 24 boss. I, I did the same thing. So I thought I thought like oh I'll I'll just tell her to forget thinking like yeah. hey you know you're going to forget of this and then you 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 don't do anything that person just feels threatened and they say yeah I don't know what you're talking about that's right you don't know what I'm I don't know <laughs> so like but then he like does the whole like mind warping thing and and it's like oh you killed her I I didn't want to kill her yeah. If I would have killed, if I wanted to kill her, I would have killed her, but I didn't want to. Yeah, because kill her. she was worth like 7,000 XP, which is like 10 levels. So <laughs> if I was going to kill her, no matter what, 
I would have rather just accepted that XP and then yeah. kissed the achievement goodbye. And at this point, I don't care. Now, now I'm now I'm realizing how how much that is act that actually bothered me because I was like, I wanted her to live because mm-hmm. she was the she the, was a good person. She was a good person, and she's the boss of that area. So now yeah. that she is gone. I constantly have to go back to Whitechapel and be like, okay, the prostitute needs this, the stupid priest needs this, the the, the journalist who, for some reason, is still sticking around for God knows why. Like, you're in the poor area. Like, you're, you're, you're getting sicker by the minute. You know, he's got a headache. Now he's got pneumonia. And it's like, ah, just, I don't. And, yeah. So, the, <laughs> you just run around doing, like, medicine and it's a way to sink it's your so resources. Much, once and, you lose so there's a central figure in each of the i believe Mm -hmm. four communities and so they are the pillar of the community if you lose the pillar then those areas there's each area has like a um stability level and it goes from basically 100 percent, which is like super stable which i haven't ever had an area at super stable um all the way down to essentially like chaos and the worse an area is, the more um, of these, what are they called? The the somethings of somebody's, the vampire hunters. The more vampire hunters oh, there Pruin are. Oh, Pruin or Guards Pruin, of Pruin. Yeah, the Guards of Pruin. Thank you. Yeah, them. There's more of those dudes and there's more uh, skulls, which are like the, the monsters you fight in the street. Um, so there's basically more of them throughout the whole entire area, depending on how um, how healthy the area is. And you lose health based on, like, how actually healthy. So there's, like, all of your citizens in that area, all your named citizens in that area can get diseases that you have the cures for. That's kind of the whole crafting system. So there's a crafting system in it with where you craft cures for diseases that you then give to your patients. And there's also, like, a breaking down stuff from junk and then using those pieces to upgrade your weapons. So there's this whole crafting upgrade system that's in there which is which is half decent but the other thing that i realized is when you're at like a vendor and trying to find like one specific thing or just like fill out your ingredients of stuff there's no easy way to see you can see what's in your inventory but you can't see what your recipes are and like how many individual things you might be missing in a recipe so you have to there's no fast travel in the game either so you kind of have to go back to your hideout then go to your crafting bench, look at all your recipes of stuff and be like, and basically like I actually was like writing out on post-it notes. Like I need, okay, I need two of these things and one of this thing and one of this thing. <laughs> and, like so annoying. And then I... so you go running back to the merchant and you buy all the stuff that you need. And then mm-hmm. you have to go running back to the hideout to get to your crafting bench. And it's like, oh yeah. The, yeah. I, I, I always had, like, I'm at a point in the game where I've, I've been able to craft medicine, no problem. I've always had sort of resources to, yeah. to, to cure everyone. What I, what I disliked is there's no fast travel. Um, like you said there, there's no fat, that's key. So you're constantly having to just literally run around and you don't run very fast. Yeah. You can dodge. And you can't use your fun vampire powers unless you're in a specific spot in the game and it lets you so it's like you right. can see balconies but unless they specifically have a spot where you can like where the game allows you to use your teleport then you can use your teleport but you can't just teleport like balcony to balcony to balcony mm-hmm. which would make things better and it's just like it's little like quality of life things like fast travel and like being able to move and traverse however you want in the game right. that are so 
so locked down that even just running between a couple of different buildings to, like I say, go to your bench and then go to your merchant just feels like such a chore. It, it is a such chore. a waste of time. To the uh, point that, like, I felt like I wasted so much time in the game that mm-hmm. when I actually got to the conversations, I was like, I really wish that there was just a button that I could push that just said, like, automate conversation. Because, again, like I say, there aren't any choices that really matter mm-hmm. unless you're going down the hint route. But I was like, even if there was a way to say automate conversation to tell me all the information and whenever there's a thing that I need to do that's like one of those why choices then pop that up on the screen sure but I got I was like so frustrated with all the stupid little movement mechanics that I was like by the time I got to the conversations I was just like oh my god just finish this already I've wasted so much time and I haven't done anything to progress the story it was really frustrating (laughs) yeah they're they're you know the the fast travel solution like this to to say that they avoided one major trope of vampires which is turning into a bat right there's no there's no there's no flying (laughs) there's no morphing you know and to say you ignored that aspect of vampirism because it's silly is just silly in nature no matter what because like this game is about vampires and it takes itself very seriously but i feel like if you if you really wanted to, if you really wanted to you could just say like yeah i walked there and we skipped the travel and man isn't it nice outside this this evening i would have been fine with being able to skip hideout to hideout just just for the, the sole purpose of uh curing citizens you know mm. and and because it doesn't allow you to do that um the only reason I went to do it is because I was hitting a wall in the combat cuz I was like well i better just go elsewhere and grind blood xp because i I can't do anything here right now. Um, but but uh, I did like it early on. I thought it was a really cool mechanic to get you to visit people. Um, but I didn't realize every evening it was just going to progress these ailments and to the point where because I accidentally killed someone at the end of Act 2. And it, I wouldn't say accidentally. Like, I chose an option that I felt wasn't going to cause someone to die. And that person went crazy and died. It, it, there was yeah. no there was no jump you thought there. you were picking the safe option and you had no reason to believe it wasn't the safe option it was like i it, in the moment i was like i guess it is what it is but now that I, the more when i went back there and she was dead i was pissed off because she didn't turn yeah. right away she just kind of sat there and kind of talked to herself and i'm like all right we'll see you bye and like i guess i did it and and then i came back and there was a little exclamation point it's like oh she wants to talk to me you know i go over there and suddenly she's a level 24 boss and i'm like well that's stupid like i didn't mean that to happen i didn't even find out that way i found the dude who had been running the front who was like her gatekeeper i found him in the street and i talked to him and he was all mad at me for killing her i'm like i didn't i specifically didn't kill her (laughs) so there's one option so so i'm trying to think so basically you're investigating you know blackmail uh into lady ashbury which is a very likable character one that i'm like okay i want to make sure that at that point i was still thinking like there's still character relationships but there is no character there are no relationships the story determines whether someone likes you or doesn't like you um there's even a moment in act four as you progress where I'm like, ooh, Jocelyn's not going to like that. Because there's <laughs> there what feels like should be a branching path or a story choice. Literally, your character chooses to do something that could easily fly in the face of your opinion of what... Mm. Not, not your opinion, but like the player's opinion 
of what Jonathan Reed, uh, what their Jonathan Reed is doing. You, there is no your Jonathan Reed. There's yeah. just you are very much on rails when it comes to the story. It, it is your your vampire style. You know, mm-hmm. like Jonathan Reed is going to be Jonathan Reed. He's either going to be like like you said, kind of kind of a butt, kind of a wimp, or neutral in choice and dialogue choices. But those characters treat you the same no matter what. And then you can either kill or not kill them, and that, and that's that's how you affect sort of your the, your vampire uh, style. But Jonathan Reed's always going to be Jonathan Reed, and he's going to do stuff that you just it's like I wouldn't have chose to do that. Uh, there's there's a there's a moment at the end of Act Three, like it comes up, and it's like there it it shows you after two acts that like no, there's no choice here. We're you're we're putting you down a path. And I don't feel like that's what was kind of promised in the marketing. It's like, you know, choose your own vampire adventure is kind of how I received this game prior to prior to release. And maybe I was off off off, off the base. market, <laughs> like off base on that one. But um, yeah, but I still I still dig what they've done with the story and the world and the way they've set up vampires in London. I love the setting. I love the timing. I I. I dig a, a good World War story and the fact that they go World War One and, and the epidemic. It's it's an interesting take and the way they slide vamp- vampires into that you know moment in history fits fits kind of well. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I really it definitely like that. does. It's like um, they chose a point in history where things are kind of chaotic, anyways. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of if everything else was okay, like people overlook a lot because everything else is in chaos. So it's, it's a really good time to explore a story like this. Mm-hmm. And they they make a lot of really interesting kind of uh, connections with again, like and I'm, I'm a sucker for historical fiction anyways, because I always love the, you know, like the what ifs and the like oh, if we take like three major events in history that take place over 20 years and then tell a story that ties them together but is totally fake, that to me, because it's based in real events and it has those touchstones, I find super entertaining. So I find that Vampyr did a really good job with that. And it's same thing with its um, kind of what it's done to incorporate folklore and, and things about vampires that and just immortal beings in general. Mm-hmm. I think they did a really good job with that. And the story is very strong, but you're right, Ryan. I also got the impression that you would very much get to choose your vampire style. And I wasn't expecting that to essentially just straight up be choose your difficulty level. Um, and I find that to be a little bit disappointing because I wanted my choices as a vampire to actually influence the story in some way and it really doesn't seem like it's influenced the story at all um no this there's no the the influence to the story is the lack of side quests because the the main characters that are required to continue the story their mesmerized level is too high for you to 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 take them into a dark alley and 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 mm. suck at their blood you know uh <laughs> which hey an hour and we're just thinking did that impression like you guys should be <laughs> writing a scene holding off so long thank you um and that's the content we deliver here at the show we just make <laughs> you wait uh i i it's yeah there's no th- there's impact in that you you might you know 
chew on someone's neck and then uh you know an investigation might not pop up but really like if you don't like the character and you just want to get their blood xp why would you want to do an investigation for them and none of the investigations really deliver like a, a good amount of content jeez that scared the shit out of me <laughs> ashley's behind me <laughs> no no she's like outside like i heard a bang yeah. outside so i looked it's like oh fun um but yeah it's just uh it's just it's, it's disappointing you know i was just yeah. really looking forward to this and i thought like okay this is gonna be interesting i dig a good um you know it's not a triple a title i don't know what you'd call it but it's you know i dig a good it's not an indie either, but it's kind of like a a middle a um, double A title. I don't know, like is that what you call it? Like a double A. It's it's not but your that, your it triple feel, A. But... It does feel very much like it's riding the line between indie and triple uh, A because mm. it feels like they went for the scope of a triple A title with yeah. the resources of an indie. And that's <laughs> I think that's where it fails because it's where the combat really really lags behind the story they're trying to tell and i feel like if they had just kind of reduced the amount of the need for combat um they really lean on that combat and it's just it's not it's not fun like even even when even when you feel like you don't i don't feel like a powerful vampire unless i'm fighting like just lobies you know and and that right there is frustrating like the reason arkham asylum is so great is because you feel like batman and you feel superior to all these stupid criminals and in this it's like you're not only a doctor but you're a you're a vampire and it's just like you fail on both accounts like you don't there's a there's a a dialogue where, where you're talking to someone and they're like Oh, I'm very sick, but no, none of the doctors want to, you know, do surgery on me. And, and it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm like a, a famous surgeon. Maybe I could help. It's like, and no, you don't, you just don't get that option. Like, yeah. oh, well, I just got here. So I'm trying to get, you know, comfortable and I'm, you know, this and that and this and that. And it's probably just a cover so he doesn't have to do the surgery during the day. But it was like, you're not a good, you, you're just, you're not a good doctor and you're not a good vampire. It's just. <laughs> it's a little frustrating, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Well, yeah. I'm looking forward to pushing forward in the story and trying that boss battle to yeah. see what happens. Or even if I have to boss battle, I don't know. And again, this comes down to, to story and where I would hope that there would be some sort of choices that like maybe because I've done every side quest and maybe because all of my citizens are healthy right now and with the exception of the pillar that I accidentally murdered in uh, Act 2, like, maybe I will be able to talk my way out of the boss battle. It doesn't really sound like it. But no, there's I no... Would, I would, there's no way to... There's, it, yeah. There's no dialogue. It's just, it's a cutscene, and then it goes into a boss battle, and it's like... And it's I'm, a character that you know already? Um, well, I mean, maybe, but... Like, I don't know, like, it's hard to say without spoiling it, but really who you end up fighting, it's like, I feel like there should have been an opportunity to talk them down, but Mm. there wasn't. It was just kind of like, whatever you, whatever your character says, it just, it just, it was so, it'll be a make or break it for you. Like if, if you can get through that and, and I'm not even talking about skill, I'm talking about just, if you can get through the fact of what you're doing and Mm. how it how it progresses and you can push through that and get into act four and still want to keep playing 
I'll be interested to find find that out. And and it's not even on the aspect of it being a very cheap boss battle where you're going to spend a lot of time and get real frustrated. It's more like a story aspect as well. Um, it's just it's a it's a make it or break it point in the game. And the only reason I kept going is like, okay, if I did that, then I need to keep going because yeah, like, how much worse could it get? <laughs> like. And I and I when I was looking at the guide, it's like this is the most brutal part of of the game. Like this is the hardest boss battle, and it's very unexpected, and it kind of comes out of nowhere. So um, just be wary. Uh, the combat is bad. They lean on on it a lot in this game, but the story and and the the vampire aspects of the game are interesting enough that I feel this game should 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 maybe stay on your radar to see if it goes on sale in the near future but i just be wary you're kind of making me you're kind of making me want to take a look and i'm pretty sure i've done the majority of the side quests that are actually open to me right now because that's mm-hmm. another thing i found that there were some like story beats where i would get a side quest but then didn't actually have access to the area that i needed to do the side quest yet like there was one side quest I picked up that was literally like I had to go down into the sewers to try to find this thing. And I didn't have the key to the sewer yet. So that door was still locked, which the number of locked doors or doors that just aren't doors in this game is another real big frustration when it comes to traversing the landscape. But we won't, we've, I feel like we've beaten a dead horse at this point with this game. But I, I, uh, I just, I really like the story stuff. I really like the vampire stuff, like the vampire lore and the way they inserted it. Anything story based, even the, the mechanics of the story where, where you are keeping characters alive and that is impacting the story. But when you start to think about it a lot, it kind of does break down a bit, but you can't ignore the fact that they, they made, they took vampires and they put them into a game and it fits kind of story-wise and feels feels kind of cool to experience but it, you're it's making way me down. literally want to go and like make sure that i've done a whole bunch of side quests and then once i've actually done the side quests that have to do with those characters i want to just kill them so that i have enough xp going through that boss fight <laughs> i'm i'm actually thinking maybe because of the choice i made in act two like i won't get that achievement now that i think about it so there might not be a point in keeping these characters alive. So I might just Google, like, who can I kill without losing out on some serious story? And uh, there's got, there, well, the tutorial guy, like, I got all his hints unlocked. So there's probably something there worth worth chowing down on. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we'll see. I, I, I'm just apprehensive because yeah, I feel it like... Be, yeah, it would be interesting to see if um, the, the character in Act 2 that we both accidentally killed, if that counts towards the achievement for not killing anyone or not yeah and that's a design flaw because uh babylon mm-hmm. did the same thing like he's like oh you accidentally killed her it's like yep i did i chose what i thought was hey don't you come back here and you forget to this and then i just ended up killing her it's like i mean you are a new vampire maybe you didn't maybe you didn't think you were well, gonna kill her but you that, clearly that like kind of... wrap your hands around her head and like do yeah, some shit you know that so. was kind of my um my takeaway from that moment was that like, okay, maybe what they're trying to show me is that I'm a new vampire and I don't have control over my powers yet, but there was nothing leading up to that to indicate to me that my vampire powers might have negative consequences or that I wasn't fully in control of them because every vampire power that I've unlocked through my skill tree has been fine. Every time that I've unlocked a hint with someone that then I get this really weird mesmerizing voice thing going on that's all commandy <laughs> that's never failed and my actually like because i did choose to to mesmerize take him into the shadows and kill him in the with tutorial guy 
my mesmerizing him didn't fail either. So I have never been given any kind of indication. There was never any indication in the dialogue. There was never any indication of like a thing that would pop up to say like, if you attempt to control or charm this woman, there's a chance that it might fail, blah, blah, blah. Like nothing in the game up to that point had taught me that I was not in control of my powers or that like charming her and making, because basically the, the option is like, uh, choose to make her forget about Lady Ashbury, and it turns out you end up like wiping her mind completely, and it's just so stupid. Yeah, it's dumb. because it's like it's not what the option would lead you to believe you were going to do. So yeah, and and it doesn't seem to be like I don't understand why she couldn't just like come back to work at the hospital, which was the thing that I was trying to do. Well, to allow her to come back and work at the hospital. The shitty. Ugh. The shit, it's it's a bit of a I won't spoil it, but the shitty part is that no matter what you choose, at the end of Act Two, what happens in the future, you know, no one dies, but what happens in the future, just like, it just kind of like it, it wipes it it's clean. Always, it's always the same, no matter what. It's the, always the yeah. same, and um, stuff happens in the story where no matter what you chose at the end of Act Two, would have, it wouldn't have mattered. It like, would have come out the same, yeah. It would have come out the same. The the, per, the person would have still done the same stuff, and it wouldn't have impacted it. There's other story stuff that happens that pushes characters in different directions that would have been like, wow, that worked out flawlessly. I should have just... I'm glad I kept you alive and didn't accidentally kill you. Like, it's... The story is so linear that the, the appearance of branches is only in the negative, where if you kill someone, it, it impacts, you know, the, the health. of available story to you. Yeah, no, just the, the health, health of, of, oh, of health a unit. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. From what I've seen. It's dumb. Yeah. So so yeah. We're kind of we're kind of lukewarm on Vampire. It has some positives, but it has a lot of mechanical negatives. So if you're not willing to kill citizens, so like if you're basically if you're if you're making your difficulty level high, then uh yeah, this is this is gonna be a really rough game for you. But if you have no problem killing citizens, then you're probably gonna have a good time because you're gonna breeze through all the combat that Ryan and I are currently struggling with. So basically, Ryan and I have chosen to kind of like play through the game on ultra hard difficulty by not murdering any citizens and yeah. uh yeah. And I never so, do that. I I I learned my lesson back in when I had, you know, when I was in university where I was doing achievement, I was achievement hunting, you know, and I learned my lesson. I'm never, ever, ever going to play a game on, on a harder difficulty just for achievements because ultimately you'll just get frustrated and you'll want to quit and you just, you won't have fun. And I feel like that's what I'm doing here is I'm kind of limiting my You're doing that. You are definitely playing yeah. it on a much, much harder difficulty because you're trying to chase the don't kill anyone achievement. And I'd be really interested to know if you're already screwed because of Act 2. And if that's the case, if you then choose to just go and eat a whole bunch of people that you've just fully unlocked and have no more purpose. Just, just murder rage just everyone. Just go on a murder spree and I, then sleep and unlock like 25 levels and everything will be fine. <laughs> I feel like if I Googled it now, we could have a live reaction, but i don't know maybe i'll save it for next week uh, i'm just gonna love it if you've played through like two acts worth of content not killing anybody and being at a severe level disadvantage and then it turns out that you're already screwed and won't get the achievement anyways uh, i don't want the achievement really i, I just probably screwed i know i know I, what I, I don't really want the achievement what i want is to know that i'm not missing out on story and i think that's what i'll do is i'll just google uh 
uh, I'll Google which characters are safe to kill. And there are obviously characters that I don't care if they're safe to kill. Like, they, they don't deserve to die. And, and maybe the game won't let me affect Jonathan's choices, but at least I can have him choose to be a decent doctor and not kill innocents. But, like, clearly the guy at the beginning that they get, you, you know, tutorial death guy, he's a bad person. He's, like, he's he not even... He doesn't add anything to the story. He, he's not even liked by the gang he was kicked out of. Like, he's just yep. a bad guy all around. And he's and he treats you like a dick, even after you've given him, like, the 16th cold medicine. It's... Yeah, we should talk yeah, about something else. Yeah, and that else. that was the thing that uh, that frustrated me a lot too. And and I promise, last point about this is sure. the fact that like there is no relationship whatsoever. So even after I'm like looking out for particularly some of my other doctors, like there are basically like three doctors in the hospital. One dude thinks you're a god. One dude's pretty neutral on you, and the other dude thinks you're an ass. And that's just the relationships that you have with them. And no matter how many times I have cured the asshole doctor of what's wrong with him. He still treats me like crap. And the dialogue options sometimes are so like black and white. It's crazy. It's like, I'll say, oh, here's the cure kind, sir. And he's like, go F yourself and walks away. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, there's no you don't improve your so relationship. Even jarring. even when you do a side quest where you like, like there's this mm, one side quest. Yeah, we're, there's one side quest for a doctor where he's like, um, he he killed someone and then oh, he yeah, covered he it up. Oh yeah, he actually killed somebody and covered it up. And then you're like, it's okay, I'm gonna cover for you. And he still hates you. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's still neutral. And but yeah, there's it no make any sense. there's no shift. And yeah, it's just, I think we're expecting too much from this game. Uh, yeah. Plus the combat's bad. So it like yeah. it adds up to what sounds like a very negative conversation. But at the end of the day, I still really enjoy the story and I really enjoy the fact that I'm enjoying a vampire game. You know, well, and the, that should tell you guys overall, like uh, to wrap up this conversation, that should tell you guys how good the story really is. Hmm. When we talk about all of our like all the things that we hate, all the mechanics that are clunky, all of the just little nitpicky bits of this game that really aren't good. But the fact that we still want to see where this story is going and we still want to learn more about the lore of this world there's definitely something to be said about how good that story has to be to keep Brian and I playing through this combat system um, yeah. and not even combat, just, just playing through the whole rest of the game because we really want to see what the story is. So the story, the narrative is awesome and a lot of the characters are quite compelling and they're interesting and they're different. Um, I don't think that I've run into two characters that have like similar stories that feel copy pasted even the nurses in the hospital and even the doctors in the hospital like all feel like unique and individual and interesting so yeah. there's a lot of good in this game that comes from the narrative and the story but you have to overlook and push through a lot of the actual like game mechanics oh one more speaking of game mechanics <laughs> one more thing i'm sorry i promise i'm trying to get away from all this negative but one more game mechanic sure that i just it just blows my mind because it's so dumb you literally are walking around you're a newly formed vampire your eyes are not just bloodshot but your eyes literally other than like your pupils and your irises like all the whites of your eyes are literally blood red it looks like somebody poured food coloring in your eye you've got all these crazy veiny things all around your eyes all of the time. It doesn't matter if you've just fed. It doesn't matter if you've just come out of combat or if you've used abilities or if you're just walking around the world. That is what Jonathan Reed looks like. Hmm. 
none of the humans that you actually interact with and cure and have names and are like big narrative NPCs, none of them seem to notice. And yet, in a dark alleyway, all of the like uh, the guard of Pruin dudes just like can see me from down the street and go, that guy's a vampire. <laughs> Like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> that guy's a vampire. That's spot on. Except if you, you have to do it with a British accent, so try Sorry. again. <laughs> but yeah, like, I just oh, find it on. so frustrating that the people who I interact with, like, literally face-to-face, <laughs> when I look like a literal monster, they can't tell that I am a vampire or that something's wrong. Nobody comments on it whatsoever. No one's like, ooh, you're looking a little bit worse for wear. But when someone comments on it, your character is like, what, really? Like, how did you know? And there, this is later on, there is a character that that knows how to spot vampires. Uh. And, and, uh, well, but that- I'm talking to a vampire hunter at one point, and I'm like, I literally look like a vampire. Like, do you see my eyes right now? I think... I- have pointy teeth <laughs> he's made up to be a bit of a like that guy from harry potter who was supposed to be the dark arts uh, teacher yeah yeah but yeah, the, yeah I but he's it. just bad at his job um yeah I, and we haven't you ate on you ate on you fed on one citizen so maybe if you you did more of that it would impact your, your but i doubt it I, just based on That's what i've played in this game the lady ashmore or ashbury or whatever the character you said that you like She's spoiler alert is also a vampire yeah. and she looks totally normal. So I'm like, why does she look totally normal? And I look not normal. Why is this happening even? So again, it's totally a gameplay mechanic because you can't have everyone in the game that you're supposed to be interacting with running from you because you look like a scary monster. And the people who are patrolling the streets have to attack you because that's a game mechanic. But from a lore perspective in a game that, story is its only redeeming quality i'm just like this is dumb Why yeah is dumb? <laughs> yep yeah there's a lot to there's a lot to hate and there's some really cool stuff to love but um it's unfortunate that there's the the discrepancy is 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 there so we do have a patron ad this week from Simon, who says Weekly News Dex is a podcast all about the geek news this week. You can join your two Knucklehead hosts, Andrew and Simon, as they keep you informed on movies, TV, video games, and books. You can find them on iTunes or at weeklynews.com. We thank Simon so much for his support of The Gamers Inn. If you have an ad you'd like us to read on The Gamers Inn, you can support us over at patreon.com slash thegamersinn. Also, don't forget to join the conversation at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. We have uh, sections there for our patrons who vote on game night. We are just shy of our goal for game night right now. So if you guys are interested in our game night, which is every third Thursday of every month, then do go over to patreon.com slash the gamers in and support the show. We appreciate, appreciate, appreciate every single one of you. Um, That brings us to our topic of the week this week. We're going to make this really quick because the show's already running long because we went on really long about vampire, but uh, vampire, vampire, whatever. (laughs) That why I tell you it's another frustrating part of this game because you always want to say vampire. Anyways, <laughs> so uh, the Steam Summer Sale is here. So right. it runs from June twenty first to July fifth. So literally today until the fifth of July. There are a couple of cool titles on there that are for sale or on sale. Everything's on sale, <laughs> Jocelyn. On sale, but uh, they are for sale right now. And uh, yeah, so. What I was talking about off the top of the show. There's two titles on there that uh-huh. I'm 
really, really excited about. Ryan, why are you laughing at me? Because we teased it an hour ago, and I want to know what it is. Like everybody else who, well, I didn't have the opportunity to skip to the end of the episode to figure it out, but what is the game? (laughs) I'm actually wondering how many people, like, skipped to the end of the episode because they just got tired of us going like, and then this thing, and then this thing. (laughs) I think we were pretty, we were pretty entertaining in our, in our rundown of of vampire. So, but I was just mostly kidding because- vampire like have you heard somebody say it out loud did we ever get a definitive answer on this i talked to uh well i talked to a friend of ours and who worked on the game and i asked like what's with the y and i guess it's how it used to be spelled back (laughs) okay yes that that, how i but i pronounced it's still pronounced vampire oh it's still really because i've heard like vampire with a Y pronounced vampire in the past for really? sure. Then maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Maybe everyone's wrong in this game. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, again, <laughs> feels like a quick Google search would fix yeah. <laughs> like this. Like, how do I pronounce vampire? Yeah. <laughs> vampire. Anyway, um, Anyways, so yeah. going back to the Steam sale, uh, the two games that I'm talking about that I think are really, really cool are going to cost you under 10 bucks for both of them is the first one is called town of Salem. And currently it's $2.75 on Steam, and that's $2.75 Canadian. And then the other one is called Throne of Lies, which is basically the same sort of idea as Town of Salem, except it's a little bit, um, I don't want to say better, but it's like, uh, it's a step up graphically, and I believe there's more roles that you can play. Um, and so, uh, Throne of Lies, like I said, is the second title and that one is $5.50 Canadian. So if you're in the States, you can probably get both of these for under seven bucks, but if you're in Canada, you can get both of them for under 10. And, uh, the idea between around these games is basically that you, uh, assume a role and then everyone comes together during the day and some of you are good guys. Some of you are bad guys. And you have different conversations that you have and different actions that you can perform. And by trusting people or not trusting people, you have to basically like root out the bad guys before the bad guys kill everybody. So this is why I say you can play them online, but I think it would be really cool to get like, I think um, Throne of Lies has like 14 players in the game. So you can log in and play it with, you know, yourself and 13 random people online, or you can create a private game and then get a whole big group of people together. So since the game is only like five bucks on Steam, especially in the Steam sale, I think it's on sale for like 50% off right now. So since it's so cheap, I thought it'd be really cool if we could get a group together to play. So that sounds like something you guys might want to play. You can also go and find some streams because the streams of this game are really cool too. Cool. Well, that's uh, those are good recommendations. I know they've popped up a couple times for Extra Life. They've uh, they popped up for Game Night. So I think it'd actually be a good Game Night game. So I will certainly pick it up. And maybe next time we have a Game Night, we'll uh, we'll play that. That sounds like I fun. would be like I mean, uh, Game Night or not, I still I, I would like to get a group together. So hopefully we can find a time sure. in the next couple of weeks to if you guys decide to pick it up on Steam. Uh, do send a message in the Discord again. It's bit.ly slash TGI Discord if you guys haven't already logged in over there. But uh, yeah, just uh, shoot me a message if you guys pick up either Town of Salem or Throne of Lies. I think Town of Salem has less people that are required to run a private game. I feel like it's like eight or ten people instead of 14. But uh, like I said, Throne of Lies is a little bit more complicated because I think there's like 
Oh, I can't even remember how many roles there are, but I'm pretty sure there's more roles in the game than there are like seats at the table. So there's like some games might have a certain faction. Some games might not have a certain faction. It's uh, yeah. So really, really cool titles. And I think you guys should go and pick them up. Um, other than that, uh, is there anything specific on the Steam sale that you're looking to pick up or are you keeping your wallet closed this time around? Um, no, I'll, I'll pick up some games. Um, I was looking at completing my Darkest Dungeon collection because they had some new DLC. Uh, so everything outside of the new DLC is, is properly discounted. But for like 11 bucks, I can complete uh, sort of my collection. I might look at that. And then I think I might actually pick up Hellblade. I think it's uh, I'm due up to pick that game up finally. It's a, it's a, it's a game by Ninja Theory, and it's uh, it was about that mental health sort of. It right, looked at mental right. health, but it was more like in like a Viking setting, and it's just very cinematic. Uh, and then Bridge Constructor Portal is also popping up, and I think I might finally pick that up because it it looks like a lot of fun, and and they're not going to make another Portal game. So wait, what? Do we know that for sure now? That they're not going to make another Portal game? Yeah. I mean, like, it's a safe assumption. Aw. Yeah, sorry. You just crushed all my hopes and dreams, But Ryan. you could Why? build... Have you seen this bridge constructor game? It looks pretty cool. No. And there's portals. Think with portals, Jocelyn. But with bridges, too, at the same time. <laughs> it's like 10 bucks. I feel bucks. like there was, there was one more uh, title as well, and I can't remember now... Um... Oh, House Flipper. I've heard, and again, this is something that you can get for under 20 bucks Canadian. Hmm. And I feel like I saw a lot of people tweeting about this when it first released, and I think it came out like a month or two ago. And basically, it's kind of like The Sims almost. You like buy houses. It, it's exactly what the title says. You buy houses, you fix them up, and then you sell them for a profit, and then you buy the next house. And so it's kind of like the, the home building part of The Sims. And uh, I heard that it's very like, calming <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing it's a very like low pressure type uh interior design ish game so i might pick that up too because uh especially with the the combat in vampire there's some real frustrating times <laughs> so i might need a, a kind of palette cleanser which is what that game sounds like so yeah that sounds great and i and i think there's tons of well everything's on sale so if you have something in your wish list Wish list, chances are it is going Steam's to be... already emailed you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's already emailed you. Like 15 games are, are on sale. It's like, is that the contents of my wish list? Yes, it is. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for us tonight, guys. Thank you so much for sticking with us through this longer episode. Uh, you can visit us on the web over at gamersinpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find me, Jocelyn at Joss Plays. Brian is Zara Murphy. And don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers In. The video versions of our episodes are streamed on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash thegamersin and are available after the fact over on Twitch. If you'd like to email the show and let us know what you thought about Vampire or Vampire or however you choose to say it, please do so at info at gamersinpodcast.com. Thanks for staying at the Gamers and remember, tune in next week. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone.